Welcome to this episode of I Should Have Known, the trivia game show that can't be trusted. Each week, one of our quiz masters will present you with four facts about a topic, but one of those facts is a lie. And we're doing anti-Valentines here at I Should Have Known. We are celebrating all things not love and Valentines. And today your quiz master is Tanner. Hello. And Tanner is going to do a real uplifting episode, presenting us with four facts about the science of loneliness. So grab somebody and listen together, I hope. I don't know. If you can. Or grab yours. Yeah, hold your own hand. Yeah, Yeah, sure. So Lonely Hearts out here, this one's for you. (laughs) So join me, Andy, and our other host, Soups, in figuring out which fact is a lie. Yeah. So the four facts, each one is taken from a study. Oh. Oh, okay. So let's start with our pub quiz question. One of our favorite parts of pub quiz is the music round. Oh, no. So, name these three lonely songs. Oh, my God. This is a musical episode? No, no, no. Just a musical pub quiz question. Okay. Are you ready? All right. Sure. Yeah. Number one. I walk a lonely road, the only one that I have ever known. Green Day. Okay. What song? Boulevard of Broken Dreams. Exactly. Next one. It's Backstreet Boys. Yes. yes. And the song is Tell Me the Meaning of Being Lonely. Show me the meaning of being lonely. Yes. Show me the meaning of being lonely. Yeah. Nice. And this one, Soups was already singing. Nice. Lonely by Akon. Yes. Yes. yes exactly. So you started out upbeat. Yeah. To kind of. Try to keep those in your <laughs> head while we go through yeah, these sad yeah. facts. Okay. Yeah. All right. Fact number one. Loneliness can be improved by listening to music. Oh. No. Okay. <laughs> well, I guess we're all a lot less lonely now. <laughs> and somebody actually had to do a study to they prove did. this? <laughs> <laughs> Soup's is like, this one's real. Next. Thank, <laughs> thank you, next. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think music like uplifts your mood. Yeah, I mean, sure. Obviously, I think definitely makes you feel better. I don't know. I feel like loneliness is like a long term pervasive emotion. You know, you can be a little lonely in a moment, but like loneliness is like more chronic. Right. So is music enough to fix that? Or is it a specific kind of music? Oh, well, mm. let's wow. let Tanner tell us. You guys are right up the correct alley. Yes. Oh, look at it. Science geniuses. Geniuses over here. <laughs> so loneliness is different from being alone or solitude. Loneliness is social isolation mm-hmm. or just the perception of it. Mm-hmm. So it's not the fact that you don't have a bunch of friends. It's that you feel alone. Mm-hmm. So roughly 20% of the general population suffers from chronic loneliness at any given time. Oh, that's terrible. It's a One lot of people. Five? One in five people. Yeah. So it's more extreme than just being alone or being sad. Mm-hmm. But this study, they made people feel lonely. 
Is that ethical? Could you like yeah. sign a consent form? They for did. That? Yeah. So they're like, imagine your father passed away. Oh my God. Right. So this gets them in a lonely mindset. And then they had them listen to music and they could be comforting music or just distracting music. And they charted their mood and their loneliness before and after the music. And whether it was comforting music or distracting music, they all felt better. They all felt less lonely afterwards. Well, that's because their dads didn't actually die. <laughs> like, I don't know. That, yeah. that doesn't sound like a very good study. I'm not going to lie. Right? Like, oh, pretend you're lonely. Imagine being lonely and like, now listen to this music. Do you yeah. feel better? It's like, well, yeah, because I wasn't actually lonely. Right. I mean, forget loneliness for a second. If you have any thoughts in your head, and suddenly you listen to any kind of music for that two or three minutes, your mind is automatically diverted towards that song. Yeah, right? You aren't thinking mm-hmm. of that thought which you were thinking. So I think this study, like scientists didn't actually have to spend money. We could have concluded <laughs> otherwise. Especially such a poorly designed study. I mean, really. Really science. Don't tell me it was some Harvard Princeton scientist. Mm, he, I don't didn't, think so. he didn't make <laughs> up what okay. university did yeah. okay. when he invented this study. There were more aspects to it, you know, like they had a uh, imagine you lost your eyesight. Oh, because you got divorced in medieval Europe. <laughs> yes. This is their hypothetical that's not about loneliness, but about like feeling sad. And then another one that was just like just a neutral mood. Right. You know, so there's lonely, there's sad, and then there's like neutral. And for all of these, they felt less lonely after the music. Okay. And they were tracking like neurological brain movements? No, it was no. just a self-reporting survey. Oh, man, this is a terrible study. Who wrote this? I really I'm hope... sorry, scientists, you could do better. Yeah, <laughs> I really hope Tanner wrote this. So that's just like his lie because like that study is bad. Yeah. But the fact itself, I mean, it seems very intuitive. So like it's probably yeah. true, right? I think yeah. we all kind of know that you can improve your mood with music or you can at least you can change your mood change with your music. Mood. Can I counter that by if let's say you're sad and you're listening to sad songs, Mm -hmm. you don't suddenly become uplifting. I mean, sometimes when I'm not in a very good mood and I have this playlist of like not happy songs, right? Because I want to be in that mode, right? But you feel better afterwards. Oh, so it's more like a catharsis. Yeah, you know what I mean? Because I know what you mean. Like sometimes you throw on some sad songs and you have a good cry and then you feel better. So Okay. By that logic, sure. Okay. So, yeah, for now, that sounds like a very intuitive fact. I'm going to believe that one. Okay. Fact number two. Loneliness is contagious. How? No, that's a contradiction. You're alone. If I was lonely and I passed loneliness to you, now the two of us are lonely together. Exactly. Doesn't that defeat the whole point? No, Doesn't that make you true. not lonely? No, you're lonely together. Oh, wow. So okay. The study looked at this group of people in this town in the U.S., And they tracked their mood and loneliness and basically all the health parameters they could and their friend network. Mm -hmm. And they've done this since like the 40s. They've tracked these same people. And they found that if a direct connection in their social network was lonely, they had a 52% chance of then becoming lonely. That's just bizarre. Seems like a contradiction, right? Like you're talking about people who have a friend network. Why are they lonely? I mean, you can still be. I mean, I understand where he's coming from. You can still be lonely if you have twenty friends. Yeah, I guess for me, we're starting to get into an area where like 
loneliness is not like a medical diagnosis. Right. You're diagnosed with loneliness. But like depression is. Right. So at what point do we say like these people are just depressed? Right. They're not actually lonely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's just loneliness is a symptom of their depression. Loneliness is one of the many causes of depression, right? Yeah, but this would be the other way. Right. When you have depression, a lot of times your stupid brain tells you stupid lies, like how no one likes you and you're the only person like you in the world. And like, then you feel lonely, but you aren't actually lonely. Mm. Right. But that's the issue is that it's a perception. Yeah. You could have a very strong friend network, but you still feel Social isolation. Because your brain's broken. Right. Mm -hmm. So a lot of these people probably do also have depression. Yeah. But that's a clinical diagnosis. Right. Whereas loneliness is based on your own reporting of feelings. Yeah. Okay. So I guess like then in that situation, I would say yes, because we know for a fact that like a lot of mental health issues are contagious to some degree. Right. We're very empathetic creatures. You know, yeah. As you talk to your lonely, depressed friend who's like, the world sucks and no one really cares about us. And then you're like, yeah, man. (laughs) I don't know, I guess I could see that, but it still feels like a contradiction, the words that came out of your mouth. All right. I know. I'm, a, I'm on the fence about this. Yeah. But I mean, okay. Do we believe a study said this? Probably. Maybe. Yeah. Okay, Dr. Tanner, give us some more. <laughs> okay. Fact number three. Loneliness literally makes us cold. Cold is in not winter cold, but as a cold person. Literally, if you are lonely, your temperature drops. Oh. What? See, this is an easy study, if this is real. At least I know the design of this study. That's easy peasy because you just measure people's temperatures. Right. So a couple studies looked at this where you can either make someone remember a lonely time. Why do they do this? This is not an effective thing. Or you can basically fake loneliness. So they made them play a game of like catch and one group was included and they were throwing the ball a bunch of times and the other group was left out and they just had to watch people playing. And so the people who thought of the lonely memory and the ostracized groups, they had them guess the room temperature. And then in a separate study, they tested their finger temperatures. Yeah, I was going to say, they didn't actually just take their temperatures. Who is paying for these studies? It's a scam on a scam, <laughs> yeah. man. It took two studies to figure out. Why that wouldn't you just take their temperature? It's a very, very easy and simple thing to do. It costs like nothing. Yeah. yeah. I want to put this out in the world, especially to all our listeners. If your life goal is to become a scientist studying loneliness, please do so. Because from what we have heard, yeah, scientists who have done studies on loneliness looks like they haven't done a very good job. Yeah, So we need better scientists, better psychologists, yeah. better psychiatrists. Clearly, the That's bar is very low. <laughs> yes. Designing an experiment isn't that hard. Mm-hmm. Right. Why did you do it so badly? <laughs> you literally couldn't afford a thermometer. No one had a thermometer on them to be like, let's just have them guess the room temperature. That'll yeah. tell us if they're cold or not. Like, <laughs> what? I'm very unimpressed with the studies Seriously, and the scientists. Yeah. And we're not in like STEM. We're not even sciencey people. And we're sitting here being like, guys, this is bad. We have opinions. Yes. I tell her, are you sure only one of them is a lie and not all four of them? <laughs> That's the <Yes>. twist. <laughs> mm-hmm. There's one lonely fact <laughs> that is a lie. Um, sure. I don't really have a lot of context for whether this would be true or not. Right. Can this be the opposite? You get warmer? Yeah. I don't know. I have no idea why that would be either way. My only thing here is, and I can't believe I'm saying this, I think if Tanner were to design a fake study, he would have designed a better one. Mm. That was such a poorly designed study. that and That's why it's not a lie. Yeah. 
Like the fact itself, you could easily lie about it. You could easily have been like, people say that someone is cold and aloof, you know, like unsociable. Oh, what if they literally are cold? Like that's very clear. Like that's how you would design this lie. But then why is your fake research so bad? Honestly, it's so stupid to me that they would use the method of like, tell me what you think the room temperature is. And then they're going to scientifically say that like, that's a good way of measuring someone's body temperature that like, I don't think Tanner's dumb enough to do that. That has to be some real study somewhere. Yeah. At this point, I feel like if you want to test whether you're lonely or not, don't go by these scientific studies. Just take like a BuzzFeed quiz. (laughs) (laughs) Any BuzzFeed quiz. They seem about as as scientific. No, You know, in order to just replicate the loneliness, all you have to do is just think about being lonely. Right. And then, wow, you're lonely. All right, T, (laughs) you have one more. One more. For us. All right. Fact number four, the loneliest people are married without children. Oh, no. Okay. I think this is bullshit. uh, Let me do this. Let me pose this question to the two married people we have in (laughs) this room. Who have no kids. (laughs) Also, they they don't have kids. So question to you, Tanner. Don't look at your wife and tell me, are you lonely? No. Andy? Am I lonely? Yeah. No. Honestly, I'm suffocated by this man. <laughs> so why don't you have children then? Why would I? What? Well, I think the, the two that's things a, are completely that's different. A, that's, it's a, like... that's a separate discussion, Soups. Right, okay. Yeah. No, but Dr. That's Soups fact. wants to know, <laughs> why don't you have children? Yeah. See, and that's why I'm saying that's why I think it's bullshit. Yeah. As, a, as a married right. with no children person, right. I feel like it just seems silly to me. I'm curious to hear about what scientists did here. Yeah, tell us about this study. Okay. These are surveys, I assume. This was a survey. Naturally. The data was collected in 2020. Okay. Oh, so pandemic. It was during the pandemic. Come on. There's no way that single people in the pandemic weren't lonelier than married married people. people. Come on. There's just, there's no way. (laughs) They asked people daily how they felt about loneliness and whether they're thriving and how fulfilled they felt in life. Mm -hmm. And it happened that married people without children, were more likely to feel lonely in comparison to unmarried people with children, unmarried people without children, and married people with children. Dang it. So these four groups, in the ones with the highest rate of loneliness, was married without kids. And where was this study done? Do you know? The U.S. I mean, I can maybe see this being true if it were like people who want to have children and are like having trouble having children. Maybe they would feel very lonely. Yes. But like people who are consciously not trying to get pregnant and are married. Yeah. Again, that's a different thing, right? There are people who consciously decide, right, that we don't want children. So I tried to say like everyone you're putting in the same category. I'm right. saying that they are lonely. But I'm, I'm saying that that's like maybe what is making the survey responses right. have like an, an elevated thing. Makes maybe. sense. Yeah. But also we have to keep in mind this is 2020. Mm-hmm. Anything that happened in 2020, we have to take, you know, we have to keep like. <laughs> it wasn't normal. <laughs> it wasn't normal. Right. Uh, so maybe there are like a lot of other things that were going on in their mind. Yeah, I mean, maybe it's just especially when you you have the pandemic as like context, it seems especially difficult for me to believe that people who were single during the pandemic in lockdown, honestly, the loneliest of people, because you literally you could not get within six feet of another human being. I agree. I don't understand how they would possibly be less lonely than people who 
at least had one other person. That seems very strange. I guess these were a lot of very unhappy marriages. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It didn't track whether they got divorced when the pandemic lifted. Yeah, so. I mean, maybe, yeah. maybe they did. These were yeah. like very unhappy marriages. That's a very difficult pill for me to swallow, but sure. At least that study that you invented, it's actually a decent, like, you know, it's just a survey of people's feelings and perceptions. Like, okay, okay we can be pretty... Okay. Okay with like that's that is how they said they feel. Mm. That's a decently designed study tab. Good job. <laughs> <Great>. <laughs> and hence that is the lie. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, but seriously right. though, mm-hmm. I don't know. But we are not making our official lonely hearts guess on loneliness. We're gonna need you to repeat your four facts and then we will decide. Okay. Fact number one, loneliness can be improved by listening to music. Fact number two, loneliness is contagious. Fact number three, loneliness literally makes us cold. And fact number four, the loneliest people are married without children. One of those is false. All of them sound like lies. (laughs) I think it's between two, the contagious one, Mm -hmm. and the third one. Oh. The third one was the coldness. Right. I don't think body temperature has got to do with loneliness. I don't know. Maybe. Mm. I guess we, you know, we say idioms about like feeling warm feelings, like when you're with ah, people. Warm, fuzzy so maybe, feelings. Yeah. I don't know. That's what, mm. what's going on. I don't know how literal those are. Yeah. I, I think it's number four. Mm. You think it's number four? Yes. Okay. I just find that super hard to believe. And I am like, I don't know. I'm, I'm thriving. So like... <laughs> And I know a lot of people who are married with no kids. And I'm like, I mean, I don't know their personal, in, you know, the right, inner workings right. of their lives. But like, it's the best. Hmm. You have a partner and a human with you, but then uh, you don't have to take care of anyone else. Right. <laughs> Just yourself. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I also find it a little icky because it seems to play on like the whole concept that like your life isn't fulfilling Perfect. if you don't have children. Yeah. So I don't know. I think that one's a lie. I'm with you, but I think I lean more towards two and three, mm-hmm. more towards number two, mm-hmm. because this whole contagious, I understand, but this then the whole premise of contagiousness goes out of the window. Yeah, right? I, mean, I mean, it mean, sounds like a contradiction. Right. You know, how can you spread loneliness, loneliness to yes. people if you're alone? Yes. And then you are like team lonely and <laughs> team and lonely are not words that you can put next to yeah, each other. Yeah, right. That's an oxymoron. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I feel you with that. I mean, okay. it sounds so sketchy. Though. Yeah, it is. Um, they all sound pretty sketchy. They, that, that's why I asked you. Like, are you sure it's only one of them? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm going to pick number two. Okay, and I'm doing number four. All right. Number two, number four. The lie is number four. Oh. Yes. It's actually the opposite. Yeah, see, I told you. So in this survey, the unmarried were substantially more likely to feel lonely, between 30 and 40%. I mean, no come shit. on. Obviously. Yeah. In wow. contrast, people who were married were only about 20% yes. lonely. What about babies? Didn't make a difference in the data, basically. Mm. Of course. Yeah. It was more of like, are you married or are you not married? And you have to do a survey to get it. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, yes. it should be pretty up, especially yeah. during a pandemic. Pandemic, right. come on. Obviously. Pandemic, single people, I could tell you, and yeah. I was not part of the survey. <laughs> right. Yes, I did feel lonely. Right? Who wouldn't? Yeah. Wow. Oh, okay. I should have known. Yeah, I should have known. 
Thanks for listening to this episode of I Should Have Known. We have one more anti-Valentine's Day episode. Next week, I'll be your quiz master, and I'm going to be telling you about stories of bad dates. Should be fun. And as always, it's awesome. in your butt.